0: Hello, and welcome to the CIFOR Security Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 14th of December, 2020. In InfoSec News this week, over the past few months, researchers have detected hundreds of attempted System BC deployments globally as part of recent Ryuk and Egregor ransomware attacks. SystemBC, a commodity malware backdoor, has evolved to now automate a number of key activities, as well as use the anonymizing Tor platform. These overarching changes make it easier for cybercriminals to deploy the backdoor, as well as cloak the destination of the command and control or C2 traffic. System BC, which also functions as a proxy and remote administration tool, was first discovered back in 2019, and researchers believe it is being used by ransomware-as-a-service affiliates due to it being associated with multiple types of ransomware which are deployed in the same way. Once executed, the backdoor is used by ransomware actors to set up a persistent connection on victim systems. While SystemBC has been around for over a year, it's been observed that both its use and its features continue to evolve. The most recent samples of SystemBC carry code that instead of acting essentially as a virtual private network via a SOX5 proxy, use the Tor anonymizing network to encrypt and conceal the destination command and control traffic researchers have also warned that over the past few months they have detected hundreds of attempted system bc deployments globally the backdoor has been utilized in recent ryuk and Egregor ransomware attacks and has also been leveraged in combination with post-exploitation tools such as cobalt strike ransomware groups which leverage system bc have been observed first infecting systems using spam or phishing emails these emails trick the victims into downloading the loader. Qbot, Z-Loader, or other types of similar malware, which are used for initial exploitation and lateral movement. From there, the attackers used SystemBC, along with Cobalt Strike in some cases, in order to scoop up passwords from victim systems. Although in some cases, the SystemBC backdoor was only deployed to servers after the attackers gained administrative credentials, and then used it to move deeper into the targeted network. System BC is used primarily to gain further persistence on the victim's system. In what's now a more automated process, the backdoor can deploy PowerShell, CMD scripts, Windows commands, malicious executables, and dynamic link libraries. According to researchers, these key activities have now been automated so operators can launch multiple attacks without the need for hands-on keyboard activity and are used for further exploitation and the deployment of the final ransomware strain which in recent cases has been Ryuk and Egregor. In a strange one this week, the TrickBot authors appears to have been using compromised Subway infrastructure as a distribution method. Subway UK have disclosed that a hack system used for marketing campaigns is responsible for the malware-laden phishing emails sent to customers. Subway UK customers received strange emails from Subcard about a Subway order which had been placed. Included in the email were links to documents allegedly containing confirmation of the order. After these phishing emails were analyzed, it was discovered that they were distributing malicious Excel documents which would install the latest version of the TrickBot malware. A very feature-rich strain which allows attackers to steal saved browser passwords, spread throughout a network, steal browser cookies, steal RDP, VNC, Putty credentials, and much, much more. And of course, TrickBot is well known for providing access to the Ryuk and Conti ransomware operations. As these emails contained a customer's name and were using email addresses which some users created specifically for Subway, it caused suspicion that Subway had been breached somehow. Journalists initially received responses which alluded to a disruption of some sort of their email systems, stating, we are aware of some disruption to our email systems and understand that some of our guests have received an unauthorized email. We are currently investigating the matter and apologize for any inconvenience. As soon as we have more information, we will be in touch. Until then, as a precautionary measure, we advise guests to delete the email. Eventually, the company disclosed that a server responsible for their email campaigns had been hacked to send out the phishing email strain. The latest statement reading, Having investigated the matter, we have no evidence that guest accounts have been hacked. However, the system which manages our email campaigns has been compromised, leading to a phishing campaign involving first name and email address. The system does not hold any bank or credit card credentials. Crisis protocol has been initiated and the compromised systems locked down. The company has also started to send disclosure emails to affected customers, apprising them of the data which was exposed as part of the attack. The SolarWinds and, by extension, FireEye breaches have already been covered in detail both on previous week's podcast and bulletins which have been issued by the Threat Intel team. However, it now appears that the situation has come to somewhat of a standstill, as Microsoft and a coalition of tech companies have intervened and seized and sinkholed a domain which played a central role in the SolarWinds hack. According to sources familiar with the matter, the domain in question is AVSVMcloud, which served as a command and control server for malware delivered to around 18,000 SolarWinds customers via a trojanized update for the company's Orion app. SolarWinds Orion versions released between March 2020 and June 2020 contained a strain of malware named Sunburst, also known as Solorigate. Once installed on a computer, the malware would sit dormant for 12 to 14 days and then ping a subdomain of avsvmcloud.com. According to analysis from the security firm FireEye, the CNC domain would reply with a DNS response which contained a CNAME field with information on another domain from where the Sunburst malware would obtain further instructions and additional payloads to execute on an infected company's network. The domain has now been seized and sinkholed, transferring the domain to Microsoft's possession. The takedown has been described as protective work done to prevent the threat actor behind the SolarWinds hack from delivering new orders to infected machines. Even with the hack becoming very public, the Sunburst operators still had the ability to deploy additional malware payloads on the networks of companies which failed to update their Orion apps and still had the Sunburst malware installed on their networks. In documents filed back on Monday, SolarWinds estimated that at least 18,000 customers installed the trojanized Orion app update and most likely have the first stage Sunburst malware on their internal networks. However, in the vast majority of cases, the hackers do not appear to have taken advantage of all of these systems and have only carried out a handful of carefully orchestrated intrusions into networks of high-profile, carefully selected targets. The confirmed list of targets currently includes U.S. cybersecurity firm FireEye, the U.S. Treasury Department, the U.S. Department of Commerce and National Telecommunications, the Department of Health National Institutes of Health, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, or CISA, the Department of Homeland Security, or DHS, and the US Department of State. The seized domain has since been turned into a kill switch to prevent the SolarWinds hackers escalating infections and creating new victims. Thank you very much for listening to the CIFOR Security Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us with any questions regarding anything discussed here, and thank you very much for listening.